Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. In fact, we have so much stuff that we're just going to get right into it. Do it. Do it. Well, first of all, I need to go back. We did a public service announcement last week about being careful about shifting on the toilet. And we've had so much feedback on that. And <laughs> I've, I, you know, I've talked to people outside of the podcast. And so we've decided to go ahead and we are going to put a little something together. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to sell bracelets that say Cadaver Lab says love your junk. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the proceeds or most of the proceeds for for this for these bracelets are going to go to this charity that reconstructs testicles. <laughs> so, I'm pretty excited about it cuz we're going to be there's it's a good cause. And so what we're going to do is we're going to see how many we sell next year starting like from right now. Yeah. Uh, when, whenever we get the information up on the website, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna okay. work out start working on that probably tomorrow night. So for five bucks, you can buy a bracelet that'll say Cadaver Lab says love your junk. Now I know we don't want to go all commercial and stuff. We felt like it was for a good cause. Well, listen, we have a certain amount of people who actually listen to us. We figure why not do a good deed while you know we've got this voice, you know, and we and also we've gotten to know a lot of our listeners, you know, through the boards or emails or voicemails, and they all seem like charitable people who want to help out. Well, and while I was reading about these charities to decide which one to give to, I I was a little disturbed because there a lot came up about ruptured testicles, <laughs> and that's I'm like, because how does someone need re- testicular reconstruction? Right. I still don't understand how you can rupture a testicle. That sounds like a lot of excitement. Well, dude, you, you just first, let me, let me give you the first way to rupture a testicle: get a cot in between the freaking toilet oh, seats. That's right, you know, good thinking. Yeah, that must happen duh. more than we know, no, dude. And has to. I will tell you, I've had more than one close call, <laughs> and they are never pretty. And there's no way to look cool after that happens, too. No, For luckily, instance, yeah, go ahead. You know, I was going to say when I'm at my house, I don't I don't require a lot of privacy. Or, you know, whatever. So, you know, there's people walking in and out of the bathroom doing this and that. And whenever that happens, you just can't look cool after that. I mean, it's all over. Yeah. It's it's like, oh. Well, I, I said holy shit out loud when it <laughs> happened to me last week because I knew how close it had come. So, <laughs> well, anyways. Well, somebody probably thought that you were just talking about the, the defecation that you just <laughs> left. And it, it was like... Maybe it was in the formation of of uh, the Virgin Mary or Jesus or oh something. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Holy, will, there's holy shit. I, I will be. Uh, I will be honest. I've uh, made my fair share of fruit baskets. So holy hell! <laughs> well, okay. So we want, we encourage everybody out there. I'm going to work hard to get that up on the website uh, pretty quick. I would say wait uh, this weekend. In today, today's what the date is the tenth. So probably this weekend, just because life gets a little busy, but we really need to support this cause. Yes, okay, you know what? We have some good news. It's uh, We here at the Cadaver Lab podcast have uh, actually had to, we, we exceeded our bandwidth this month. So pe- so many people were downloading it that we actually had to upgrade our service. And we didn't have just a free service before. I mean, we we uh, you know we already upgraded to a professional plan or a pro plan, and we actually had to go to the next one. So we just want to thank everybody for listening and downloading the show. You know, it dominates. Yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, Sam. Yes. You saw a movie this week. Oh my gosh. Let me let me first start out by saying that everything on this topic we blame. Oh, are we either O two or we blame Vaughn from uh, Motion Picture Massacre about this? 
because uh, I was listening to an, uh, not his latest episode. I actually listened to that this morning, but an, uh, the episode before last where he reviewed or talked about Entrails of a Beautiful Woman, which is a Japanese film that came out in 1986. Why don't you go and quickly just run, you know tell us well, your thoughts and maybe a little bit of the synopsis? Well, I to be honest, and I guess we can kind of go into it, I, I really didn't understand the movie. Oh, um, really? Yeah, there were some parts that just completely confused me. Like, well, let's get into it. So this movie is about this girl that went looking for her sister and is in brutally raped and injected with some sort of angel rain. Or angel rain. This is how they say it. And so yeah. and it, it makes you, like, freak out and really, instead of being raped and hating it, you all of a sudden decide you want it and you ask the rapers to get you. Yeah, it's like an aphrodisiac. Yeah. So, Did you notice, by the way, that they had, like, a compressed, like, air pump yeah and they were like shooting it in people's mouths so it looked like they were going really fast yeah it was really bizarre anyway so anyway but there was there this was very sexually charged in fact the only thing that was missing were guys docking that's that's (laughs) the only thing that was missing sam just went (laughs) but there was one part that really confused me and maybe you can help me out this so there was this girl that would she did this basic monologue of trying to turn on her boyfriend right she was like doing all this weird stuff and like, all of a sudden, I went to this shadow of her really having a hard time eating a mushroom. Like, it was... Like a, like a mushroom with a long... What? Kind of long base. Yeah, like a long base. And she couldn't decide if she wanted to eat it or not, because it kept coming in and out of her mouth. And so I'm just... Not exactly sure. Because it was showing her, like, trying to get her guy excited. But then it went to this shadow puppet thing of her trying to decide to eat a mushroom. I didn't get it. To be honest with you, there are a lot of mushrooms in Asian cooking. And you know what? They A lot of times, for instance, Sam and I eat at a Thai restaurant all the time. And uh, the mushrooms there are delicious. How do you think they find which kind of mushrooms to to serve? That that must have been the shiitake mushroom that everybody's talking about. But... It was just messed up. But anyway, the so, shiitake mushroom. Yeah, the shiitake. <laughs> so, anyways, it was it was completely disgusting. But it, it was all a bunch of just mounting each other and what what are you gonna do? And hey, I'm gonna do this to you. I'm gonna make a question mark with your ha <laughs> <laughs> Right. Basically, we we have to move on because we don't have a lot of time for this. But let's just go ahead and give a short synopsis. This girl decides that she wants to get revenge from the yakuza who shoot her up with this drug angel rain that turns her into a hermaphrodite monster and uh there's all sorts of fun stuff there is uh one time the monster is having sexual relations with a certain young lady and it pops up through her belly which is wild <laughs> what, what the hell uh my favorite one though is when it, it the monster sucked its wiener inside itself and uh turned into and took over the women's stuff yeah, and I guess it was supposed to have a surprise ending because the girl was naked rolling around on the cold tile. Yeah. And then, like, it would flash between her and that she's the monster. As if, who the hell couldn't figure that out? Well, Vaughn, we blame you. Actually, I freaking love that movie. I mean, I, I don't know if I love the movie, but it was definitely, I'd laughed my balls off. Mike prefaced, Sam, you got to watch this movie, but watch it on your iPod away from everybody. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't do this, and he opened his mouth one time during the movie, then I'll buy you dinner. I didn't just Let's open just- my mouth. I gave, I gave a, a a face of shock. It's not like let's, I was like, if you don't do this, let's just say that I still have that look on my face forty eight hours later because yeah. that movie was disturbing. Awesome. Anyway, so it, does it seem like we're rushing the the show a little? Man, a little bit, but I think it's good because we got a lot to get to. So yeah. First of all, we got a lot of feedback this week. I want to. I chose a couple of emails 
and uh, I want to read those. In fact, I just barely got one right before we started recording. So uh, I'll read a couple of those, and uh, then we got some voicemails. Should we go for it? Let's do it. All right. This is from Metal Mikey. Let's see. He said, great job on episode 12, guys. And I'm not just saying that because I did come off sounding like an ass in that short stack review. I don't think you did. I think you did a great job, man. And uh, Sean Gabarin from the Angry Gnome comics really appreciated it. But the reason I want to read this is because he will admit that he did side with Sam more on Dark Floors. Uh, I paid for it and still enjoyed it. Even the little girl was creepy and annoying at the same time. What I admire most about the movie was how it took these normally great but still cheesy-looking Lordy costumes and made them seem credible in a horror movie setting. I think I can safely skip out on Brotherhood of Blood, but I may want to give this Reeker movie a shot. Anyways, y'all keep it. Keep up the excellence. Take it easy and catch you later. Well, I think that part of it was what you had said. You had had mouthful after mouthful of Lordy. Getting into yeah. it. I, had, I didn't even know that they were a rock band until really? after I went looking for how the movie ended. You know, and like I said, I did not hate the movie. I, the ending was just so shitty, in my opinion. Right. But I, anyway, yeah. I so, just I read good. that Thanks. email because... I appreciate that. Because uh, Sam needed a little pat on the back. I do. Who is Doug Bradley? So that uh, <laughs> goes a long way for that. All right. And I don't know if you remember, I, it was the last episode that we... Or I think it was two episodes that we called out for to see if we've had if we had any female listeners. And actually, we've gotten quite a response from this. <laughs> we've had a couple sign up on the forums. I think that we have three on the forums that I know of. That's awesome. And uh, we've gotten a few emails here and there. And I want to read one email that was especially... Well, you be the judge. I'm just going to read it. Hey, guys. I, you know, I was going to go to your female. No, I'm not, I'm not going to. I, <laughs> I don't know why it came out that way. I am a female and I listen to you too with glee. I'm even a girly girl who gets excited over crap like shoes and nail polish colors. <laughs> By the way, I cannot believe that this is coming out of my mouth. Anyway, <laughs> I just also happen to love horror movies and other subjects of the macabre. For the record, I don't like flick the bean for a masturbatory euphemism. I prefer <laughs> I prefer clit twiddling, petting the kitty, plucking the magic banjo, and best of all, going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, this freaking email I made my day. I was I was at work and I got I just started laughing my ass off. And as a female listener, I would like to ask for more junk alerts. I like looking at a guy's bits. Titties are boring. <laughs> I can look at those whenever I want. Yeah, so can I, but they're hairy and <laughs> weird looking. Uh, but peeners are just so cute. <laughs> so for the love of your heterosexual female listeners, namely me, I request more cock alerts from Stacy. <laughs> wow. Oh wow, thanks for the request. Stacy, that was awesome. Thanks Oh my Thanks for gosh. submitting. Uh, Mike's still blushing. <laughs> I just can't believe those words came out of my mouth. Oh, that's awesome. In that order. Wow. Okay. Right, <laughs> that was a great it. email. That is an awesome email. Yeah. Th- Thanks for the email. We love it. Let's move on real quick to some voicemails. What do you think? Let's do it. Good evening, Mike and Sam of the Cadaver Lab podcast. This is Tenant. Apparently, it seems that Sam isn't exactly convinced I'm a girl, so I thought I might leave this particular message just to uh, convince Sam over there that 
yes, I am actually a female. I know it stuns the world that there's actually girls on the podcast. But I'm doing this very, very, very late at night, and I figured I might as well say something. I am really, really, really looking forward to the next episode um, just because of the way the format's being done right now where it's it's uh, public domain movies. Um, I'm a big fan of public domain anything. Um, just And a lot of people aren't aware that it's out there. So I think it's great that you guys are putting that together. Um, and it is, like I said, extremely late, so I think I need to go to bed now. But Good luck, keep it real, and I will hopefully see you on the forums. Sam, you're a bastard. I am. I'm a believer now. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that there were girls that listened to we're, our podcast. put up so, with this crap. Yeah, and so I, I think it's great because, you know, they had a complete different uh, view to, to, to some of these movies. And, and you know what? I, they have a lot more knowledge than I do, I can tell you. Well, let's put it this way. It's, it's still amazing to me that... There are females out there that listen to guys with our level of maturity. Yeah. I mean, you just heard me read that email before and how I couldn't quit giggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same type of thing. Also, on the public domain subject, we're stoked to do it today. I love public domain. You want to know why? Why? It's freaking free. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, and not just that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. People work hard on this stuff. and uh, You know what else is free? What? The Cadaver Lab Library. Awesome. It's free for me. Yeah, that's... Uh, damn, we're going to get in trouble. I'm beeping that out. Why? And then everybody's going to wonder what you said. <laughs> I'm not really going to do that. We had a we had a uh, uh, conversation on the forums because we beeped out a couple of things that we thought maybe a little bit inappropriate. Then people kind of got upset because they're like... Overwhelmingly yeah. people. See, we thought it was just funny to beep it out. I don't yeah. think it was anything really bad. Well, the but first the time we out- did, it was inappropriate, and we'd probably <laughs> beep that one out again. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you that. But the second one was just funny, and I, I almost fell out of my bed laughing to it. Well, even, oh. even on the forums today, I can't remember what it was, but I said, well, okay, well, we'll leave all the talk about boners in the show because that's what it was about. <laughs> so, All right, I just want to know that uh, people out there who are listening, if the word boner ever comes up, it would have been beat, but people apparently want their boners. Oh, my what? God. What? What just came out of my mouth? I don't know. All right, let's listen to the next one. All right. Hey guys, it's Jamin from the Obscure 80s Podcast here. I was just calling in light of your most recent episode, the Ghost House Pictures. Um, I have not seen either of the two that you guys reviewed. Um, I think based on your recommendation, though, I'm going to check out um, Dark Floors. I'll probably check out Reeker as well. Um, Dark Floors looked really interesting to me. Um, you know, I'll give it a rental. I, I kind of know what you guys are saying with abrupt endings and whatnot, where it's you know, I don't need a happy ending, but sometimes I, I need an ending, and so we'll, we'll see about that. But it looks really interesting, so I'm going to check it out. Um, I saw, I believe it's called Room 205 um, or 225. That might have been a TV sitcom in the 80s. I don't know. Anyway, um, I didn't like it. It was uh, really boring, just drawn out. took a long time to get anywhere. It wasn't bad, just boring. And, uh, yeah, I didn't care for that. That's one of the ghost house pictures. Um, but Dance of the Dead, I know you had said you'd watch that. I actually bought that. Um, I was lucky enough to get to see it at the Horror Hound weekend um, a while back, and I absolutely loved it. It's just fun, campy, zombie fun. I mean, just goofy movie. 
Um, I highly recommend that one to everybody. That's Dance of the Dead. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys I'm loving the show. I'm really digging it. Uh, you're one of my favorite new podcasts. I look forward to it every week. You guys just sound like you're having a good time, and that's what this is all about. Also, your sound quality is really good. You know, a lot of new shows start now. I have a rough time with that, but you guys sound really good, too. So keep it up. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I do absolutely know what this week's uh, death scene was, but I'm not going to spoil it over the phone. I'm going to get on and try to do it online. But uh, you guys keep it up, and I just wanted to tell you, if you're anywhere, I don't know where you guys are at, but if you're anywhere near Indianapolis, I mean anywhere near it, you know, um, March 2009, man, Horror Hound Weekend, going to be owned by the podcasters, man. There's just going to be about five or six different podcasts there, a lot of our listeners, um, some of you of your listeners now, too. So, you know, if you guys are anywhere near it, it's out there. Uh, but other than that, you guys keep it up, and uh, we'll keep listening. And when you get that promo done, shoot it our way so we can start you know, out a little bit more on our show. Till next time, peace out, yo, and remember to stay awesome. All right. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, that was good. Thanks yeah. for the info on that uh, on that weekend in, in March. You know, we are in Salt Lake City, so nothing ever comes here. That's exactly nothing. Right. Yes. I did see Bruce Campbell here once. What? I did see Bruce Campbell here once. He oh, that's came right. for t- he was uh touring with the man with the screaming brain. But that's it. I mean, that nothing comes here. So, you know, that'd be fun to go out there though. That would be really. We ought to look into that. Especially if there's a lot of other podcasters that we know. Well, you know, we know over the podcast world. I mean, we don't really know. Yeah, but, that'd be cool, man. You know, that'd be fun to head out there. We yeah. we're nowhere near Indianapolis. But no. I couldn't find it on a freaking map. I know it's somewhere in Indiana. 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 Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. So thanks again, Jay. And uh, we have another voicemail to play for you real quick. Uh, Mike and Sam, Vaughn here. Um, I'm going to answer the question you had for each other about Bruce Campbell. In the last one you guys did, you did a six degrees of Bruce Campbell, and the final one was that he was in Fargo, and you guys didn't know where he was in that film. He is in a little segment, he's in partial segments of the, of the film where when the kidnappers are hanging out in the uh, in the house that they're renting or that they're, you know, pretty much that they're laying away, they're laying wait with the uh, woman is all tied up with the bag over her head uh, for most of the film. Um, in scenes when they're sitting there watching television, this is where you notice Bruce Campbell. He, They use a... A, a TV show that he was... I don't think it was released here in the States, if I remember correctly. Um, that was released in other countries. And uh, he that's where his, his little cameo is. He's not a character in the film or a walk-on part. He's in the TV set, just like uh, the uh, the Coens just kind of used it because they needed some kind of banter in the on the TV when they're watching. They didn't want to pay for anything natural. They didn't want to pay for anything that, you know, you would normally see, so... I think they got the rights to this, and they were able to put it on there as just t- television from them to watch. So that's where Bruce Campbell is. You have you have to look at it. It's very quick. It's, the scene where he pops up is very quick because they only go to the TV sometimes and certain times, and you can only see him in certain pieces of the film. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, you're also doing domain free movies, films who are. Uh, kind of uh, lost their domain, like their copyright and whatnot. Uh, and you're reviewing two of my favorites, Deep Red, which is uh, Dario Gentis, Deep Red. It's just a fucking phenomenal uh, 
giallo film. I can't believe the the, the weird three picks you're doing. Uh, a giallo, dear Brad, you're doing a, a vampire film, and you're doing the mother of all alien films. Fucking bad taste. That movie is dead on badass. Uh, there are a lot of shitty copies of it that are sold because it has it's lost its copyright. But the best one that I've seen in a long while was the Anchor Bay release, the two-disc special set where it looks like it's a menu. I don't know if you, any of you have seen those with the big uh, alien giving you the finger on the cover. It's just, oh, it's just a phenomenally violent, disgusting, ridiculous film that just you look at that and you watch Meet the Feebles and you watch Dead Alive and Heavenly Creatures and you see this man just had some fucking guts to his ass. And just, oh. The fact that all the special effects in the film were made out of his mother's, like, in his mother's kitchen, like, in his mother's oven, all the masks for the the uh, aliens were all done in his mother's in his mother's oven. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right, boys. Good day. So, uh, yeah, we here at the Get Ever That Podcast love Vaughn. Yes, we do. <laughs> that guy's bad, Especially because he's spot on. I, You know, we're, we'll have fun talking about this movie later, but I really appreciate the input because, yeah, it's very true. Dude, you know, and the funny thing is, is I'll listen to his podcast, uh, Motion Picture Massacre, and uh, I will just laugh. I'll start laughing at something, and I don't think he, he really meant it to be uh, funny because I told him, he like, for instance, first of all, Vaughn knows all about these wild movies that I never would hear of. I swear to you, I never would hear of if it weren't for him. And so I'm listening to, or I'm listening to his podcast, and he'll just say something that's like so screwed up, and he'll just say it like it's nothing, and I'll just be like, "What? The- <laughs> Holy shit!" But like, for instance, he was like, like we were saying earlier, he was the one that uh, pointed me to Entrails of a Beautiful Woman, and he's actually doing the prequel to that. I think it's a prequel called Entrails of a Virgin, which I oh cannot wait for. I am definitely gonna wait for Vaughn to talk about it, and then I'm gonna go somehow pick it up and and I'm gonna make you watch oh, it too. Geez. <laughs> You're going to uh, tape my eyelids back like on a clockwork orange. Exactly. But there you go. There. So apparently your six degrees of Bruce Campbell wasn't bull crap. No, and, and so. thanks for bringing that up too. I mean, that's that's an interesting tip. I haven't seen Fargo in years, so I could yeah. not have – I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Yep. It's just been so long. But anyway, yeah, thanks a lot, man. Everybody go listen to Vaughn because uh, he puts out a kick-ass show, and he sounds like a badass because of his uh, New Jersey accent. Anyway. Nice. So, all right, let's uh, hit the next voicemail. Hey, guys, this is Bill. I'm calling from Michigan. I just started listening to your podcast uh, during the Hellraiser retrospective. Great stuff. I, uh, you guys had me busting up laughing. Um, one thing I'm unclear of, and I can't even find it on your website, is your rating system. I, I understand Bonesaw is the greatest, and I, I don't even know what the hell a red box is. I mean, I, that's somewhere, somewhere, I don't know what the hell that is. Anyway, great show. Maybe uh, you might want to redefine your rating system or, you know, just just uh, throw it out there again for new people and morons like me. Um, also, also, next time you guys do a big serial, you know, watch a series of movies, it might be interesting to watch them backwards. Start with the the last, usually the suckiest, and work your way up to the, the first and probably the best. might be a little more rewarding, and uh, I think you'll you'll uh, have more fun with it and have more releva- revelations through it. You know, oh, that's why they did this, and, you know, oh, whatever. Anyway, great show. Keep up the good work. Rock on. Bill, thanks for that. That uh, That was excellent, and you're right. We have not put that up on our website, so... 
Let me just go over our rating system. Wait, 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 wait. We, I just barely did. I did yesterday. Oh, jeez. Because See? Bill called. The funny thing is, is uh, Bill called. I got the voicemail, which typically I get in my email, and then um, Sam doesn't hear him until the, the until we uh, record. So, right. But I actually went on there and put a description oh, up on good. the on the website. I, I mean, you still go ahead and yeah. describe it now. But uh, for those of you who just go up on the website cadaverlab.com and go to uh, movie rating system. Yeah, but, that's, uh, I'm that's not a good. slacker. No, that's good, man. I'm glad you took care of that because it's a good thought. You know, when we first started out, if a movie was really good, we gave it a bone saw. And if it didn't, we didn't give it anything. Right. And then we decided we were watching these movies. And we're like, yeah, it's not a bone saw. But, man, you know, there's some pretty good stuff. So right. what we did is a bone saw is a kick-ass, awesome show. And I always rate it that if I am recommending a movie to someone who does not generally watch horror movies, I, and if I would recommend that they watch this movie, I would give that a bone saw. That's the top peak awesome award. See, unlike you, I don't give a shit about other people and what they watch. Oh, my god! So, I mean, except for the people who listen to the podcast because they <gasps> dominate. No, no, no. But honestly, nine people out of ten who I talk about a horror movie with, they'll just be like, oh, that, whatever. Yeah. So Bonesaw is a little different for me. It's just the ones that dominate. Okay. Ones that I actually want to pick up, watch all the extras for you know, on the DVD, buy posters for, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Okay. But you so know what? I won't interrupt fine. you anymore. No, I'm no, sorry. Fine. I'm a douche. So... <laughs> No, I'm not going there. You just stay over there and keep clitweedling. All right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anyways, so you've got the bone saw, which is the best. Then the next thing down is actually a buy, which means, you know what, you should spend the money on it. If you've come across it, it's something you ought to have in your library. Mm-hmm. From there, it goes down to a red box. Now, a red box, we have these these uh, machines out here that they put like at every McDonald's and grocery stores. Walmarts. Or, Walmarts, where you can go pick up a movie out of this machine for a buck, and for every day you have it, it's a buck. You know, and we're of course we're not affiliated with it or anything, but it's just so damn convenient. Yeah, it is. It's convenient. You can go pick them up. Usually, they just have new releases, though. Right. So, but we just say that meaning. You know what? If if you want to watch something and and you, you want to spend a buck on it, then go ahead and Redbox. You know, it. I'd even say it's worth to like. You know, go to Hollywood or Blockbuster and rent or whatever. I mean, that that's kind of. I think Redbox is mainly just a rental. For instance, yeah. I do Netflix. You know, I freaking love Netflix. By the way, if I could be affiliated with them, I would because I love them so much. I thought you weren't going to interrupt me anymore, douche. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> We're freaking. I'm ass. just joking. So then, from a, a Redbox, you go down and you've got we what we call AMC, meaning don't spend money on it. But if you're just flipping through channels and you're kind of flipping back and forth through stuff, halftime of a game. And this movie's on, you know, check it out. It's you know, it's worth just kind of watching to entertain yourself. Well, and it's not good enough to really care about the stuff that's cut out either. I mean, it's just stuff that it's there. You might like it, but you know, right. Whatever. So it's, I mean, it's just kind of passive. And then we have the don't bother, which yeah. is you know what, this movie is not even worth that. Not worth your time. Just stay away from it. What about the unofficial go out and kick the director in the balls that we gave to Hellraiser well, Hellseeker? You actually went one step further and said go out and kill everybody in this movie, which was oh, very disturbing. What? Why was I so I hostile? Know. But I thought you were serious. I started looking up addresses. <laughs> yeah. I just he, do what he, you tell me, he man. He Google mapped everything out for me and gave me the directions from my house and that's stuff. Right, that's wow. exactly right. Where the hell is Lance Henriksen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that, that's the rating scale. Hopefully everybody's got it. It's evolved since you know early episodes, but that's where we're at right now. All right. We have one last uh, voicemail, and it has a lot to do with what we're talking about today, so it'll be a good segue. Except for the fact that I mentioned that it's going to be a good segue actually takes away the goodness of the segue. 
Hi, this is Aaron. Just calling to let you know I was really excited to hear about your uh, public domain show. That's sort of my, my thing. I am all about the public domain things. I have probably 550, 560 public domain movies I collect. There's a company called Mill Creek Entertainment. It's uh, not that I work for them or anything, but it's Mill, MillCreekENT.org. And they put out like the uh, 50 packs, or like $15 if you get them at deep discount. 50 packs. I have uh, several horror, several horror, sci-fi, uh, martial arts, uh, old sword and sorcery, sword and sandal. Kind of, I'm, I love those things. Um, I was actually wanting to start my own little show just on public domain movies. Of course, now that you hear my voice, you know why I haven't done that. Um, but I'm still toying with the idea of doing a blog, something like that. But yeah, I love public domain uh, movies. I've seen. Uh, actually, I have uh, the three you mentioned. Uh, they're all in the Mill Creek stuff. Uh, Deep Red is on the Chilling uh, 50 pack, and so is Bad Taste. And uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula, listed as Dracula and His Vampire Bride, are on the Drive-In Classics, which also has uh, versions of Dario Argento, Dario Argento's Phenomena under the name Creeper, and Tenebrae under the name um, under the name Unsane. But anyway, I suggest you guys check those out. I mean, like I said, they're, I work midnight. I have a chance to watch a movie at work, so you know, fifteen dollars is over a month worth of entertainment for me. So there you go. And um, <clears throat> I recommend those. Also, another good public domain one you guys might like. I would recommend one called Messiah of Evil, aka uh, Dead People. It's it's pretty little creepy little. Um, I wouldn't even know, sort of zombie-ish sort of thing. And uh, like I said, there's some good stuff out there, so I'm waiting to hear that. So uh, keep up the good work, and I've really enjoyed the show so far. And uh, have a good day. First of all, i got to say one thing. If people can put up with my voice and all the voice cracking and all that bull crap, Aaron, you are just fine. I would not. I if I would if I were you, I would do a show. Sounds like you know a shitload more about it than we do. Well, that's and we're what I was going to say. I mean, if you've got the knowledge to do that type of thing, that's what's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm a freaking muppet, dude. Don't <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and this goes right into what we're talking about. And we appreciate the call because uh, we are. I'm stoked about this. I mean, I've I've been one to buy those giant fifty packs, and just like Aaron said, Mill Creek Entertainment. Uh, you know, I basically they you'll always notice them around Halloween. You get the fifty pack, or you'll get like you know a ten pack or something like that uh, for really cheap. And to be honest with you, I mean, five years ago, I had no idea that these were public domain. I had no idea that there was something out there. I didn't know that until public this domain. week. I had no idea until you said, "Hey, we're doing public domain films." What? I, had I, no idea. I thought we discussed it, uh, you know, as host to host. Did you just, did talk did you just tell me to get down on my hands and knees and tell me what to do? That's how this works, and everybody out there knows it. I actually stuck By the my shit f- you talk on the forums <laughs> no, about me. Hold on a second, I'm gonna cry. No, <laughs> but uh, back to the public domain stuff. Uh, you know, I I honestly could not figure out why there were 50 movies. And, you know, and typically they're older movies. You know, uh, you know, as you'll notice. I mean, there were lots of great shows. I just I didn't ask any questions. I just took them and uh, went for it. But let's get into that a little bit. Episode 13, Horror in the Public Domain. Let me uh, give you a little bit of a, of a definition here. It's a range of abstract materials commonly referred to as intellectual property, which are not owned or controlled by anyone. 
The term indicates that these materials are therefore public property available for anyone to use for any purpose. Uh, creative work is said to be in the public domain if there are no laws which restrict its use by the public at large. For instance, a work may be in the public domain if no laws establish proprietary rights over the work or if the work or its subject matter are specifically included from existing laws. All copyrights and patents have always had a finite term, though the term for copyrights and patents differ when the terms expire, the work or invention is released into the public domain. In most countries, the term for patents is 20 years. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to sound so uh, boring and maybe you know dry there but basically that means is that people just let their uh copyrights or patents run run dry you know and it's out there and uh, we can do whatever we want in fact uh sam i know cut uh, every fourth frame into a version of night of the living dead he cut in a frame of his wiener I thought you weren't going to tell anybody that. <laughs> well, then we then we put it out there, and we'll see if we get any uh, any uh, takers on that. Let's see if there's any fishies out there on the public domain looking for a little worm action. <laughs> or as, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Stacy would say, he put his peener <laughs> in him. Anyway, there's a couple of caveats with that. Basically, um, Laws aren't the same in every country, and copyright laws are, of course, national laws. So if a work is public domain here, it may not be in another country, which, you know, what I didn't think of. That's where I get all the movies for the Cadaver Lab prize disc, and uh, I've sent some to other countries. I hope I didn't Uh-oh. I hope I didn't screw anything up there. Uh-oh. Well, I've only sent one. Okay. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, we don't know where I went. Well, and I'm too lazy to actually look it up to see if it's public domain there. But... Um, no, there's a couple of ways to get these movies. Uh, the easiest way is to download them for me. I mean, I, I just, I'll just go up to, there's a couple of sites. The, uh, my favorite one is called archive.org. It's uh, the Internet Archive. You can go up there. It has films. It has music. It has books, uh, e-books, you know, things like that. There's actually a group called Librivox, L-I-B-R-A-V-O-X, that will actually has, uh, have a bunch of volunteers that will go and read these books and record it. You know, so you can have those in audio format, which I think is pretty cool. That's that's really cool. I need to get on there and check that out. So, and the thing is, is there there are all sorts of classics. I mean, for instance, I just downloaded a lot of HP Lovecraft stuff, and I've yet to put it on my iPod yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to listening to all of those. Uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, a bunch of other stuff is on there too. And I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula is yeah, out there. Well, the book. Oh. By Bram Stoker, not the 1992 starring, say, starring Ted. The yeah. <laughs> well, you know what the thing is, is being in the public domain doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a movie older than, you know, 1990 or anything like that. It's not like that at all. Mm. It's it just depends on the copyright and you know this is, and of course with the with I, I I wonder I don't know this for sure but I wonder if with the advent of the internet and you know, file transfer so easy. I mean, I assume that people have become a lot more guarded with their copyrights and whatnot, but I don't know how they were in like the 80s. I mean, that's still fairly modern, you know. Well, and probably some of these movies, you know, for the budgets that they were that they were working with, how, how expensive would it be to get a copyright? And even a longer copyright, you know, they probably thought, well, why bother? We want our stuff out there. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we we watch Bad Taste, and that's a Peter Jackson from, what, 87, I yeah. think? And it's you know that's not that old. That's when Hellraiser came out. 
And why would that guy, with with him being Hobbit Man now, why would he even care about that, the copyright on that thing? He's rich. Well, yeah, but uh, maybe all, all his buddies on that show I probably aren't rich. That's probably a good point. <laughs> and, but anyway, we're, it's awesome. I actually did a lot of research on this this week. From what Aaron was talking about, there are actually a lot of these DVD packs. He mentioned Mill Creek Entertainment. Um, if you go to like your Best Buy or whatever store you go to, you know, you'll see these 50 packs. And the, and the movies on this are typically a higher quality than if you go and download them off of archive.org. Uh, for instance, uh, I bought one of, I've, I've bought many of those. And I actually watched two of the three movies from those discs this week, whereas Sam watched the ones that, down, that uh, I just linked to on cadaverlab.com. And uh, we actually finished watching Deep Red over here on my DVD, and it was a lot better copy than the one that you downloaded from here. Of course, I watched the two hour and six minute version, whereas you watched the hour and 40 minute version. We'll, we'll talk about the problems with that later, (laughs) but no, it's a lot better quality. A lot of times these companies will take it. They'll remaster it, pack it up, put it in some nice packaging and send it out. And to be honest with you, those are a lot more convenient if you want this to be, you know, watched on your home system or something like that. Because a lot of these internet ones are not, their quality isn't that great. And I've noticed that there may, there may be exceptions to that, but that's typically what I've found. Well, and for 15 bucks to just have them repackaged, put on a disc. Well, and remastered, and remastered so you can see everything. It's well worth it. worth it. Oh, for sure. Well worth it. Especially since there are so many great movies out there. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, they're older, but they're great. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of ones I actually um, actually wrote down a lot of the ones that uh, I like. Um, but first of all, I'd like to just kind of talk about and just list off a couple of places that I've gone to, you know, look up public domain horror movies. And by the way, obviously, I, I don't need to say this. It's not just horror movies. It's, I mean, it's everything. But to me, it's only horror movies. Cause <laughs> that's all I ever search for or watch. Uh, I did mention archive.org. There's a place called, uh, uh, excuse me, there's an address, gutenberg.org, G-U-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. They specialize in ebooks. A lot of them are read by LibriVox. Archiveclassicmovies.org, E-M-O-L.org. Aaron just mentioned Mill Creek Entertainment. Uh, I think he said MillCreekEnt.org. I'm going to be putting all these on the website, so if you're not catching them, uh, you can go ahead and, and look up our show notes on the website, and these will all be up there. Uh, DesertIslandFilms.com and OpenFlix.com. You know, hit some of those. Some of those are DVD distributors, so you, and there's, there's one on there. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but you can go and you can choose like 10 or 15 movies. They'll package it up for you and send it out. Oh, you know, that's so great. it's really cool. And uh, and like I said, the quality on on the DVDs is going to be a lot better than than the ones you download. But I typically download because I'm a cheap ass. Well, and, and they they were okay, but they definitely weren't. Well, especially compared to the DVD right. that I was watching. Uh, here are some of my favorite movies on there. Uh, there's Dementia 13, Francis Ford Coppola in 1963, uh, Last Man on Earth, which is uh, based on Richard Matheson's. I Am Legend, which, to be honest with you, it stars Vincent Price, and I liked it a lot better than I Am Legend. Oh. Yeah, it was, I, th- I thought it was a lot better than that one. Um, Night of the Living Dead, of course, 1968. Dracula, 1931. Uh, the Cabin of Dr. Caligari, 1919. I, I never hmm. know how you say that. That's good. 
Uh, Nosferatu, F. Murnau, 1922. Have you seen that one? No. Oh my gosh, it's 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 silent, but it's creepy. I have a really? I have a version of that, and this is a good example of of uh, uh, someone taking advantage of the public domain. Somebody took that film, removed the the soundtrack, put typo negative songs behind it, packaged it up, and sold it. Really? Yeah. And in fact, um, wait, can't they get in trouble for the typo negative songs? Well, typo negative was in on it. Oh, so so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's see, Horror Hotel with Christopher Lee, nineteen sixty. Of course, Deep Red, uh, White Zombie, nineteen thirty-two. Bella Lugosi, uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory. That sounds hot, doesn't it? Yes, that does. Uh, it's not hot. Oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula, Little Shop of Horrors. Werewolf Woman, Shadow of a Doubt by Hitchcock. There's a lot of great stuff out there. You know, and if, if anybody has anything to add to that, please email us, uh, shoot us a voicemail. It, just because there's so much out there, there's no possible way that we can go over everywhere to look, every movie that you can download or you can order. But it, it's out there, and you just need to, first of all, know that it's there, because for the longest time I didn't, and I just kind of got screwed. But, Me uh, too. I'm, it's out there. I, I'm checking it out. Sweet, man. That's it. That's all I've got on that. That's good stuff. That's really good information out there for all those people that, that love this type of thing. So I, hey, I, I wouldn't think that the first Cadaver Lab uh, compilation is too far off. What do you mean exactly? Well, I think what we ought to do is check out what, what some of our favorite ones on there and just put them together. And if uh-huh. people want to get them from us they can or you can just win one by getting the death scene. that's exactly right that's true we already are doing that what did you think i was doing with those no, i know you were doing that oh okay <laughs> what did you think i was just like ripping some from dvd and shooting them out there or no like way i knew you weren't gonna do we that. don't do pirate tactics anything like that me? we obey the rules we love the riaa and the mpaa that's right more power to you if i could donate to you i would right now actually right now we could probably get in trouble number one for playing songs in our podcast that we just kind of throw in there because we like them and number two i still all sorts of images from the internet without you know for the for the show notes especially and don't ever check we'll put an asterisk and say that mike is on drugs right now because he doesn't do any of that <laughs> right oh where am i <laughs> yeah what are you doing Shit. man Cool. Well, um, you know, we've actually gone through that a little quicker than I thought. Do you want to play one song and then bust through these three movies? Let's do it. All right.
Yo, so that woke everybody up. Hopefully they weren't asleep. I, well, after my public domain, blah, 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 they were probably <laughs> I fell asleep. No, but that was Trivium Entrance the Conflagration. I like those guys. Got a problem with it? No, it, sounded, it sounds really good. I like uh, it. All right, cool. Give me I've that. never heard of those guys before. I mean, they're newish. But it's good. They're metal. That's all that matters. Got a problem with metal? No. If you got a problem with metal, then I got a problem then with... You, you need to talk to... Uh, um, oh, shoot. I lost their name. Pick of Destiny. <laughs> Tenacious D? Tenacious D. <laughs> That's right. D-O, it's time to go. All right, we're cutting that out. All right, so let's hit up, start with our uh, first flick, and we've talked about this a little bit, Bad Taste. Unless we can present samples to the dealing not fast food authority. Isn't it amazing how you can fit a whole town of humans into a few cardboard boxes? If you slice off a mat, it's the value of keeping your knife sharp, you find. Jesus, guys. Derek was right. This is what's left for the people from Kaiwai. They're in those boxes. Get them buried. Uh, 1987, Peter Jackson. It was his directorial debut. He is now, as Sam eloquently put it, Hobbit guy. He put the Shire in his backyard. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Really? Dude gets up and puts hair on his feet every day. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not making that up. What? Explain that. If you're not making that up, I need, I, I need he, an okay, explanation. I don't know about the hair. <laughs> but he actually he puts like the little Hobbitville that was in the hill. Uh-huh. They're, they film the stuff in. He actually put that in his backyard. No way. Yeah. That he would hangs be cool. Out. I know. Well, if you're Why not? Jackson, hey, you can do that. Why play a role-playing game when you can live one? That's right. And if you could have uh, Elijah Wood mess around with your mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, writer was Ken Hammond and Tony Hiles. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.8, and the budget was 150 k Characters, Terry Porter played Ozzy. Peter O'Hearn played Barry, Craig Smith played Giles, Mike Mignette played Frank, and Peter Jackson played Derek. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize him. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah. Yeah. He played a couple of guys on there in there. Yeah, he did. Derek well, he was the guy that He's got the chainsaw. The the one that had the little opening in his skull <laughs> that his brain kept falling out. But uh, you know, I want to read one quick piece of trivia for this, and I think this is um, kind of funny that uh, he shot this film on weekends over a four-year period with all his friends. No way! Took four years because he, he probably had a day job, you know. And here he is filming this on weekends, 
And uh, that is incredible. It's wild because there were no like huge consistency problems. I no. mean, I did not. I mean, it's like you know, four years older. I mean, that's kind of a gap. You know, you, yeah, you, you start time. looking a little older. Uh, the guys kept the same hairdos for yeah. four years yeah. and all that stuff. And I even heard the one guy forgot to shave the first day of shooting, so he had to like have one day of scruff every day he shot. So wow. <laughs> yeah, how funny is that? Uh, so now, you know what? I'm talking a lot this episode. I'm going to read this synopsis and then I'm going to shut up. All right. And I won't cut you off unless you say something stupid. Four dim-witted men from the New Zealand National Air and Space Defense League. By the way, I, I shouldn't keep cutting this up, but this was the New Zealand National Air and Space Defense League. <laughs> These four jackasses with mullets <laughs> and like wearing muscle shirts and stuff. <laughs> I cannot believe that country has not been overthrown. No kidding. Anyway, uh, they arrive in a small New Zealand fishing town to investigate a report of a landed landing UFOs and take on their battalion-sized army of aliens who have massacred the town's population as part of their plans to use humans as part of their main ingredient for their intergalactic fast food chain. Sweet, dude. All right, what are your thoughts? This movie started out for me pretty slow. And yeah. I, it was funny because, I, you know, I'm trucking through these movies trying to get them. You know, I watch them on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays, so they're fresh in my mind for when we record. So I had, I had watched the other two, and I got to Bad Taste. I watched about the first ten minutes of it <laughs> last night, and I'm like, oh, this just is not good at all. So I ended up calling you today, and I'm like, oh, man, this movie, I, I just don't know if I like this. So anyway, I ended up finishing it, and I was laughing my head off. It really oh, grew yeah. on me. Oh, this movie was so funny. It was so good. <laughs> I loved this movie I have lot. to admit, when I watched this, I was in a shitty mood. Oh, yeah? I don't remember why, but I was just tired or whatever. And so I, when I was watching it, I was kind of like, man. But after looking back at it and writing down some notes and reading over some stuff on the Internet to uh, – you know, to put in for the notes for this part. I I just remember all these funny parts. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It was just <laughs> they did not hold back on the gory, graphic violence, brains coming out at every turn, yeah. projectiles going into people's heads, blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then they just they made jokes about it. I mean, it was just – and the, some of the setup for stuff. I mean, how creative is it that these aliens are coming to take over the human race's livestock for a special ingredient in their intergalactic fast food. That is hilarious. That That is awesome. And the funny thing is, they're this group of these aliens who at first just look like humans. You know, maybe zombified humans. They, you know, I don't know, but some of them just acted kind of like they were zombies. They're not. I mean, they were these aliens who taken over these human aliens. bodies. They were what? Bambalians. What does that mean? Well, it's because they were, they were baboons. So they're babalians. It's because their asses, yeah, their hanging asses were hanging out. All of a sudden, that came right out of their pants while they were <laughs> running around. By the way, there was a couple of totally funny parts in this. For, this is the first time I've ever seen a dude headbutt a seagull. Yeah. People are always slipping in brains. First oh. time I've ever seen a sheep getting taken out by a rocket launcher. <laughs> oh, this was a great movie. Well, I thought I started laughing. When was I starting to laugh? I think it was when um, Peter Jackson, uh-huh. he gets injured. He falls into the seagulls, and he, he sits up, and he starts going to convulsion. Uh-huh. realizes that he's lost a little bit of his brain out of a little hatch on the back of his Right, <laughs> yes. So if he just stuffs the brains back in and then puts the hatch back on, he's fine. You know, well, It's a little screwed up still. <laughs> it's Well, right. 
I don't know, and this was a really low budget film. You, I mean, yeah. you can tell by watching it. But whatever they used for brains was disgusting. I think it had to be real brain, like animal brains. I, it may have been, but it was. I mean, I don't know if it looked real or not, but it looked unlike anything I had seen before. Yeah, it was it, real guts. They it picked it up. Be. He stuffed it back in his head, and he actually loses it again later on. But yeah. finds some alien brain, and he stuffs it in that same hatch, and, and then puts a belt around his yeah to hold that <laughs> shut. Oh my gosh! Does it sound wacky yet? Yes, it yeah, was. It was. Oh, it was totally. And then just the. Well, not to mention, too, it had like the 80s New Zealand rocker dudes with their mullets and their crazy hair rock, you know, coming down the lane. By the way, they had one of the sweetest cars in this show. I know. There was like this bus, or it looked like a van, where they put the uh, cutouts of the Beatles where you would think people would be sitting, but he actually drove it from like an upper level, yeah. which I thought was awesome. And I thought <laughs> I got to get me one of those cars. Oh, yeah, it was good. It, you know, and the funny thing is, is I just kept watching this and although it's, it's in New Zealand or Australia, New Zealand, it was kind of the British humor type thing. Right. It was British humor with the, the, the horror and it worked. I mean, I thought it worked really well. Bad mood or not. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to give this one high marks. Oh, absolutely. I'll have to do it. I think the sickest part though was when they were drinking the gruel. Well, that's I, I got food. a little queasy. I, I honestly got well, a little queasy. Explain the part. Well, what happens is, is they, they, the leader announces that you know, oh, we found this livestock and we cut all the people up and fit them in these boxes to take with us, and so now you know, let's let's celebrate by having some gruel. So this, they pick up this alien and he goes and he barfs this green stuff up in this <laughs> bowl, like disgusting. There's chunks in yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it's gross. And they pass it around and drink it, and then it gets to one of the. The agents who is kind of taking keeps going to the back of the line yeah. and finally gets to him, and he's like, "Oh, you can just tell." And I'm just sick at this point because you can see the chunks, even with the bad film. Yeah, wh- what was disgusting. it? It looked like freaking. Well, just looked, I'm getting sick fuzz, of thinking and about it. Was it. Gre- it was bright green and it had like chunky like ham in it or uh, something. Oh, crap. dude, I'm gonna barf <laughs> even just thinking about it because it was gross. Yeah, it's like oh. So the guy gets it at the end of the line. He oh. takes a sip of it, and you thought it was going to be totally disgusting, but apparently it's delicious. So he takes another sip of it. Tell us about the part where that I I can't remember how it got set up, but the part where Peter Jackson like jumps through an alien. Okay. So, anyways, at the end, the house takes off. Well, it's their intergalactic now, space yeah, right. travel. It's their spaceship. Everyone, all of them's dead except for the leader. So Peter Jackson's still up there with a – he's just crazy with his belt around his head, and he's got this chainsaw. And he ends up the, – the alien can hear something going on, so he walks out, and Peter Jackson has cut a, a hole in the floor with the, the chainsaw. So he head dives through the alien, like through his head with the chainsaw, and comes out the bottom of it, just guts going everywhere. Yeah. Just sick, things being sodded. Like his, his, his feet are hanging through his neck That's hole. right. And so then he falls all the way out, and he's like, I'm born again. <laughs> I would have said something more like, "Man, this smells like shit." It was disgusting. <laughs> it was. It was. It was great. You know, though. That was that was the best part of this movie. Yeah. Where a lot of just the over the top gore. Oh yeah, bull crap. It was so funny when they pulled the guy's head out and it was flopping around. Oh yeah, and then the one guy kicks it out the window. And yeah, it's like oh, still got the old magic. <laughs> one part was funny is there. One of the aliens got the top half of his head chopped off, and one of the other aliens just grabs a dang spoon and starts. Eating his brains like it was nothing. Yep, it was oh, gross. It was great. You know what though? There was a lot of comedy in this. The 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 like the production value wasn't that great, but I mean it's definitely not the worst that I've seen. Oh, Especially yeah. after watching Zombie Nation and Mulva, Zombie Ass Kicker. It was bad. Yeah, no, I thought this was good. Um, there were a couple things that I learned. Syrup. 
Striders means shoes in Australia. Does it? Yeah. How about that? Because he got blood on his striders or his strides. Oh, his okay. Strides. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, in some cases, brain eating is hilarious. <laughs> yes. There's a couple parts of that. <laughs> yes. Seagulls make a good landing cushion. Which oh. is- Awesome. And you would not believe how funny they are when you headbutt them. Oh, yeah. It's great. Good good stuff. Yeah. And then also, you know those old movies that you shot with your buddies? Sometimes. Well, we, we should have sent them in somewhere. So. <laughs> we never, good. We never good. got past just the ketchup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they were we just had ketchup. Horrible. They had great brains. What do you give this movie? I give this a bye. Bye. I, I give, give it a bye. Yep. I give it a bye. I think it's one of those that should be in your library because it's just good. You've got well, you don't have to shit. buy it. It's public domain. That's right. Yes. So, and so the, give it a download. Unless you want to, unless you, know, you could download it, but, but you know what? There are actually a lot of uh, great copies of this. Uh, I think who who was it that was saying the Anchor Bay put out a great version of this with a lot of extras and stuff like that. And you would think that having been shooting for four years, there'd be some sweet extras. And, oh yeah. And, but oh, I would yeah. say buy this movie. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I've got a six degrees. Let's hear it. So Peter Jackson was in Heavenly Creatures with Kate Win- Kate. She, he was in it? Yeah. Really? Yep. He didn't direct? Nope. Well, he did direct it. But he was in it, too. He was in it, too. He must have had something for Kate Winslet. Absolutely. Really? Oh. Have you seen that? I haven't seen no, that. No, I haven't seen that. And she was in Sense and Sensibility. One of my top ten favorite I've movies. I've never seen that. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. Oh, okay, good. I was like, oh, do I need to check that out? No. She's in that with Alan Rickman, who was in Die Hard with Bruce Willis, who's in Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman. Who's in Kill Bill Volume Two with David Carradine? Who's in uh, Sundown: The Vampire in Retreat? I have not watched it. That's good stuff, man. I haven't seen it either, but cool. I'm going off some new movies. Sweet. Well, you were expanding our horizons here, not just using Spider-Man. I haven't done that in a while. I did. We're gonna have to double back. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, let's move on to um, Satanic Rites of Dracula. Julia, these notes. They refer to a new strain of Bacillus pestis. Bubonic plague! The Black Death. Not a cure for it. Not a preventative technique. But a means of accelerating it. That is necessary. I had to do it. Lisa, please! Oh, don't leave me here! Oh, please! Help me! Help me! Stop him! She's a vampire! Peter! Put yourself free, man! messengers of death, four horsemen of my created apocalypse, four carriers of the plague who will infect their miserable brethren. You, Van Helsing, are now one of the four. The body of your granddaughter will never be corrupted. It will be her joy. 
to walk at my side. 1973, uh, director was Alan Gibson, uh, the writer was Don Houghton, IMDb gave it a 5.2. Christopher Lee played Count Dracula, Peter Cushing played Lorimer Van Helsing, Michael Coles played Inspector Murray, and Joanna Lumley played Jessica Van Helsing. And I make sure to mention her because she was not ugly. She was smoking hot, man. Yeah, she was. (laughs) Synopsis. In London in the 1970s, Scotland Yard police investigators think they have uncovered a case of vampirism. They call in an expert vampire researcher named Van Helsing, a descendant of the great vampire hunter himself, no less, to keep them, excuse me, to help them put a stop to these hideous crimes. It becomes apparent that the culprit is Count Dracula himself, disguised as a reclusive property developer, but seeking, but secretly plotting to unleash a fatal virus upon the world. So what'd you think? I, I'm a sucker for this genre, I think, and I, I didn't think that I was. I, I really like this. Well, these older Hammer flicks, yeah. I think I should be harsher to them than I am, but I love them. No, I think they, it's hard to beat Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing right. in those roles. And let me just go ahead and, and show what an idiot I am. I've heard the name Peter Cushing all over the place. Uh-huh. I did not know that he was Grand Moff Tarkin yeah. in Star Wars. I mean, I, I've, I know that guy, and I knew as soon as his face came off, I'm like, that's Grand Moff Tarkin. Right, exactly. But I had no idea that was that. That is Peter Cushing. Yes, that's. I didn't know that for the longest time, really, until I started watching older horror movies. When I started watching horror movies, I started watching horror movies at the time, which were probably the late '80s and early '90s, you know. And then I started getting into older '80s movies, and then uh, even though like the the classic slashers were still huge in like '89, you know, and that's kind of when I really started to get into them. And uh, but then I didn't really start moving back into the seventies uh, and sixties for a long time. But once I did, and we found, and I found all these old flicks, fell in love with them. Yeah. And you can, go, and, and this is a case where you can go out and find these, even the ones that aren't in the public domain, for really, really cheap. Mm. You know, so you go out there, you find them, and but a lot of them are in the public domain. So there you go. Yeah. You know, this was the, it was refreshing because it was there wasn't a bunch of. I mean, Dracula was Dracula. Right. Not a whole bunch of crap to it. I mean, still, they, they lived by the rules. The, the wooden stakes killed him. Uh-huh. You bite and you turn into a vampire, stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it wasn't like over-the-top weird stuff going on that they're adding all a bunch of rules. I, and, and I really liked Well, that. and a lot of these hammer flicks with Count Dracula kind of stick to the classic rules. You know, I mean, every, every flick tries to redefine it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, not really these hammer flicks. They really do a good job of creating a story and an awesome film while sticking to the one you know the things that we're familiar with as well one one thing i i like a lot of their movies there was one thing about this movie that i i i typically don't like but in this movie i did uh one thing about the hammer horror flicks is they do period pieces very well like films that took place in eight, the 1800s oh. or the 1700s. You know, they do a great job with, with uh, their sets, their costumes, stuff like that. And that's a lot of what I look for in a Hammer film because they just do such a great job in that stuff. This one was actually took place in the 70s, mm. you know, and uh, it's still, this movie was good enough that I didn't even, it didn't even bother me. Even though, you know, Hammer horror film means sweet action film about vampires from the, the good old days. Yeah. I don't know if they were really good old days. I think the they were. The 1600s and Come 1700s. On. Who wouldn't want to live back then? Your mama? Me. Yeah. The only thing, uh, 
you know, I recognize Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, but God, some of those movies though, all the dudes look the same. Like they really, they do. All the old, yeah, older the old, English all the old guys. guys. I'm like, oh, I can't tell who's who really. I'm not exactly. Really following. Well, they all sound the same too. Yeah, to that's me. exactly right. They all kind of have whiny English voices. It doesn't bother me, but it's but they're hard to discern. Like Doctor Schmirnoff. No, I didn't say that right, did I? <laughs> Do- we're supposed to. Every time we say Doctor Schmirnoff, we're supposed to talk in an English voice. Doctor. Not Schmirnoff. saying that his. Not saying that his is annoying. Not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that somebody said that. Anyway, one thing I liked about this movie too is it had a lot of apocalyptic themes. What was Dracula tired of, of being immortal or yeah. some crap, and he was just like, you know, what, screw this crap. Yeah, they they played that in there a little bit that he yeah. was he was going to just kill everything. He couldn't. He lived forever, and he was just going to kill everything so he could die. It, which is kind of weird to me. Which is now that seems a little extreme. So what happens is that he's actually he's actually commissioned the greatest minds of of uh, Britain at the time to create string of the what was it the plague bubonic plague. the bubonic plague and he told them that we're just going to have this to blackmail people or governments and things like that so we can get what we want but uh no he was actually planning on starting with the dudes who made it infect them with the plague and of course they would infect other people the world would go eventually crumble yep i like the satanic rituals too yeah th- there was some uh yeah that's how it kind of started out with a naked girl I think I think what that was mostly because really you didn't need those in this in this movie. You didn't really need all the all the you know the rituals and the the naked chicks. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't need the naked chicks because <laughs> they definitely helped. I'm just saying that you didn't need that in the beginning. But I think what it was was a ploy to get these guys, these uh, you know the brightest minds, you know millionaires, Nobel Prize winners, all this stuff, to buy into. This uh, that they were part of this cult that was going to bring a bring uh, you know to make more money to get you know whatever and then I think it was just all a big farce so that Dracula yeah. could talk them into it. They they definitely enjoyed uh, getting the blood out of the belly button. Yes, and putting that on their forehead. And I'll tell you what, every time they touched the blood in her belly button, the turkey was done. <laughs> you know, and, and and folks, this was this happened in the first ten minutes of the film. <laughs> It just set a high standard for the rest of it. It did. And, and, and the turkey got done several times during during the film. Dude, would you quit talking about titties? Because titties are boring. Oh, that's right. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, that's, I uh, that's uh, what Stacy said. I, I need to knock that off. Well, let's talk about peeners some more. <laughs> there weren't any in this movie, thank you. Uh, no junk alert. No. no. Sorry. This, this kind of had the, the, the James Bond feel, too, don't you think? A little bit. Maybe a little bit, just kind of like the old James Bond. Yeah, especially for, like the like the uh, Sean Connery James yeah. Bond. Where, just, uh, keep waiting for Sean Connery. Hey, pushy, I'm going to come get you. I love you. Pushy. I, no offense, but I think that's probably the worst uh, <laughs> Sean Connery voice I've ever heard. How do you do that? Can you do one? My name is Sean Connery. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll lick your butt. <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose. That was good. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know why you chose that phrase, but it was good. Say, first of all, the phrase was wild. Second of all, I think that's Sean Connery right when he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff. I no, like. I don't know. Yeah, I I really like this movie. I would, I I hesitate to give it a bone saw, but I will give it a buy. And I would give this a red box. Explain. Actually, no, I give it a buy because you can get it off the public domain. Yes. Well, right, of course, but. Uh, 
you know, all things being equal, you give it a red box. Well, I think, first of all, you have to be somewhat of a hammer horror film because I think it got points for having Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in those iconic roles, you know, and that, and that was a big thing for me, mm-hmm. you know, just because there's so many movies out there where they played that role. You know, it, it, it's almost comforting, you know, like, oh, it's like a warm place in my heart. Well, the, the only reason why I give it a red box was because of the end. Now, listen, I, you know, we talked about last time mm-hmm. with Dark Floors and used to have a good ending. I didn't like that the tree took him out with the little branches. At least this had an ending. Yeah, but it, it was the little trees that took him out. I'm like, is it really? That was it? I don't. Didn't he get shot or something? No. The I guy remembered that some sort of little tree takes him out, and so he goes and hides behind the tree. And Dracula, instead of going around the tree, goes through it with the little pricklies, and he's, what an idiot. he fights through it, and he lays down and dies. However, I and will. Then he takes a. I mean. Cushing takes a wooden stake to his heart after right. that, but it was the tree that got him. He's pretty much dead on the ground with the, these, this little tree that got him. I still give it a buy, but that is kind of weak. But I'll tell you why that part got saved. Because the sequence where he started to decompose looked really cool. That's true. That was good. That was good. Well, but I, but I hear you. I mean, it was weak. It was, I mean, if that, if that was, you know, the thing is, is I don't even remember the reason why. I, I think I'm, I'm I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it was just that forgettable. Well, he had really good red eyes. Like, all of a sudden, he was using the red eyes to do the force right. on stuff, <laughs> which was awesome. But like I said, I just they got out there and, and with the tree, and I was like, that's really? That's it? Yeah. That, that's the direction you went? I mean, it could have <laughs> ended so much better. So, you know, because it was between a red box and a buy, and this is a very strong red box. Yeah. In fact, if you can buy this movie for 99 cents, I would say buy it. Uh, you know, I bet you can find it out there. I bet you can find it out there for free if you go to cadaverlab.com and download it off the front page. Well, there you go. <laughs> but like Sam said, the the co- the, ver- the copy of it th- on there is not nearly as good as the DVD that I watched because I've already bought this. In fact, I've probably bought this three or four times in different packs. In fact, I, I was looking through my DVD collection and... Uh, I actually have the Satanic Rites of Dracula on a on one disc with two movies on it, and then I actually have Count Dracula and his and his uh, Vampire Brides hmm. standalone disc, and that's the same movie. Oh, really? Oh, what are you gonna do? I got hosed. His Vampire Brides. There's no oh, it's just an AKA. His Vampire Brides. I think what they were referring to is are those uh, vampires that he locked up in the basement. Oh yes. So yeah, there you go. Plus that uh, Asian lady. Yeah, what's up with that? She she led the dark masses, man. I've noticed that there's some stereotypes going on in some of those older movies. Like, well, that. maybe they were the films that kind of the the, the stereotypes were built from. Like yeah. they just had they just that's had right. an Asian I mean, chick, yeah, and that's fine in a kimono. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> there's nothing stereotypical about a Japanese lady in a kimono. No. That's just no. just what they do. And the, lo- the look on your face makes you want to punch you right now. What? <laughs> You're like, yeah. Shut the fuzz up. You don't know what you're talking about. No. But this did have a good memory count. It, oh, yes. 23. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry, 28. One, two, three. No, 23. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My math is horrible. I just have to make little chick marks. No. <laughs> I can see Sam watching these on his iPod just with his arm out of his, hanging out, out off his bed because he can't really probably see it in the dark. Just making little chick marks. And I, I had to do it fast. I had to keep up with it. Oh, yeah. It was good, though. I bet there was some rewinding involved. Actually, no. I watched this on my TV this time. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, streamed it to my TV. Right. I have the technology, with that. technology to do that. You know what? I even rip most of the DVDs I buy so I can watch them off the, the, me- the home media server. 
It's okay to rip your DVDs. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's okay to rip them and put them on a server okay. for only to watch in, in your home. Man, we have talked a lot about piracy this, this episode. That had nothing to do with piracy. No, I know. I'm just and saying. now the people are going to think that we're pirates because you keep bringing it up. Uh, we're not pirates. I don't have an eye patch or a talking <laughs> parrot. <laughs> wow. Sam got over that phase a long time ago, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyways, what did I learn? Prisoners that moan are always freaking faking it every damn time. If another guard goes after a guy that moans and goes right up next to him, oh, buddy, what's wrong, buddy, and gets his ass kicked, I'm going to kick his ass because that just pisses me off. They fall for it every freaking time. So that guard will have, in fact, got his ass kicked two times. Absolutely. (laughs) If I could have put my boot through his butt through the TV I would have because it, it just pissed me off. I'm like, dude, don't do it. Uh-huh. And the thing that the other thing about that is is once that like the guy escaped the prisoner. Right. And he gets to the lab where all the secret agents are and it looked like the secret agents had beat the shit out of him because he looked ten times worse <laughs> when he was laying on the table right before he dies than when he was a prisoner at the place. <laughs> you know, not that I'm going off on a rant. No, you're not. And the raised voice and the vein in your head popping out That's not the only vein popping out right now. I don't know what that means, and I am not going to even wonder. <laughs> so anyways, the other thing that I learned from this movie uh-huh. is that old man touching blood in a belly button gives a girl an O. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I'm watching this movie, watching that part where there's this nude lady up on this uh, altar. Dude's cute, and, they, and they make a little pool of blood around her belly button. Dudes pick up. They put their fingers in it and like put it on their foreheads, and she uh, gets the O. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm watching that going. Hundred bucks says Sam says something about that. <laughs> I bet he learned something from that. I did in learn this something movie. from that. <laughs> well, and she was so extremely happy when she got stabbed, and like that's like it's like ta-da, and she shows that the stab marks are gone. Yeah, turns around and just you know graces over her breasts as she's. I'm so excited. I'm not stabbed anymore. <laughs> I've not been stabbed anymore. <laughs> Every time I do a an English accent, it sounds like Monty Python. I like it. But, yeah, but it's not that good for a hot lady voice. No. So anyway, good stuff to learn from that movie. <laughs> and the Six Degrees. I, I'm really proud of the Six Degrees, I All must right. say. Let's hear really, it. really proud. I went Peter Cushing was in Star Wars with Earl James Earl Jones. And he was in Judge Dredd with Max von Sydow. He, he was? Yeah. Judge Dredd. With Sylvester Stallone. Yes, oh, I know the one. movie. I've, I've seen the movie. Yes. Okay. With Max von Sydow. Who was in The Exorcist with Ellen Burstyn. Uh-huh. Who was in Requiem for a Dream with uh, Louise Lasser. I don't even know who that is. That is, oh, which girl was that? I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember which one that is. Uh. Um, and she was in Crime Wave with Bruce Campbell. Crime Wave? That's another one I haven't seen. Yeah. We got to get on the Bruce Campbell I know. We need to be watching something. We got to do a Bruce Campbell and watch some of his stuff. That's a great idea for the show. I'm going to go to the internet right now and put that on our list of shows to do. Well, I thank you. I'm glad I contribute something besides on my knees. <laughs> Damn it. Really? <laughs> it's horrible, man. You know, you need to get on the forums a little bit more and uh, yeah, defend, defend myself? your honor. I know I do. I do every once in a while. You know, I'm going to go up there and start some shit and then uh, just see how long it takes for you to respond. <laughs> As soon as I can figure out how to make a poll on there, I'm going to. <laughs> you know what's funny is I didn't even know when we started. What's what's going to be your poll question? I don't know. Whose poll do you like more, me or mine? Oh, my hell. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny about that is I've talked about the quotes on there, and I made a little 
thing about how as soon as I learn how to make the little funny cool things that you guys do, I'll I'll be all cool and stuff like that. Well, as I was writing that, I almost ready to submit it. I realized that there's instructions for that right up at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but it was too late. I wasn't going to delete my stupid right. comment. So, yeah. well, we're all learning together, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for your patience <laughs> and your shiitake mushroom. <laughs> With an extra long bass. All right, let's get into our last movie. Let's look where we are on time. We're doing great. Good. We're doing really good. So this was Deep Red, and I'm glad we're ending with this film because this was, in my opinion, a great film. Uh, especially being such a such a big fan of Suspiria and the Three Mothers trilogy, mostly the first two. Uh, this was a, uh, of course, it was written and directed by Dario Argento. It was also co-written by Bernardino Bernardino Zapponi. It was just a great movie. Uh, characters: David Hemmings played Marcus Daly. Daria Nicolodi uh, was Gianni Brezzi. and uh, that was Dario Argento's girlfriend. By the way, at the time we talked about that during Suspiria, uh, Gabriel Lavia played Carlo, and Glauco Maori played Professor Giordani. Synopsis: A psychic who can read minds picks up the thoughts of a murderer in the audience and soon becomes a victim. Wow, that just kind of throws you right in the middle. There was a, yeah. there was kind of a, a symposium going on for psychic uh, power, telepathy, and whatnot. And uh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I've got something to bug me about that. All right. There was a, a lady giving, kind of talking about her psychic powers, and uh, I guess she gets an impression that there is someone in the audience who is a killer. Uh, let's see, let's go on. An English patient gets involved in, I'm sorry, an English pianist gets involved in solving the, solving the murders, but finds many of his avenues of inquiry cut off by new murders, and he begins to wonder how the murderer can track his movements so closely. And basically, this is... Uh, the definition of an Italian giallo. It was a murder mystery. It had uh, tons of gore in it. Sweet action kills, you know. And uh, there was, of course, with most Dario Argento films, it had a lot of style. The 
there was a lot of music by the Goblins again, who did such a great job in Suspiria and some of the other some of his other films. But uh, yeah, this was a great movie. What'd you think? Yeah, I really liked this a lot. I liked how they set the tone with the music. Yeah. I also liked how they, you know, there's some good, uh, there were, the sets were good. There was a couple of, you know, you can just tell they're trying to be artistic. There's, right. There's a scene where uh, the, the, the main guy, Marcus, I guess is his name, is talking to Marco. I think his name Carlo. is Marco. Carlo. And there's a big giant statue in the right. background. And I just like, yeah, he's trying to be artistic. I, I really t- liked it. It took place in Rome. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking that that was one of the Roman gods. A statue of that or something like I mean, that. It probably was. I, I, mean, I don't know. I like the architecture. I like the buildings they filmed in. The art on the wall. I mean, it was just there was some there was some good stuff there. Well, in so. the visual style of the shooting, uh, meaning uh, the camera angles, you know, things like that. The set, the shot setups, things like that. You could tell that this was a Dario Argento, even oh, yeah. if you didn't have any sound on, even if you knew nothing about this film. There weren't like the big deep red and bl- reds and blues like there were in Suspiria. When you just said deep red, and that's what a funny part that I noticed. It's called deep red, yeah. but it wasn't like you said. It was, there wasn't a bunch of that in there. Right. Well, it was actually called Profundo Rossi. Oh, my I, th- bad. I think my that's bad. just some kind of, that's, I don't know if uh, Dario came up with that. Doesn't that mean so. uh, profound red? It means yo mama. Oh, my gosh. That's the second time I've said that this podcast. Joke's working. I apologize to everyone who had to sit through that. But uh, also a lot of the deaths were very similar. Not not similar, but the style was very similar. Gruesome. Well, yeah, gruesome. And you, you had, I mean, it was a killer that killed the same way most of the time. And right. That's what they knew best. Right. One thing, like we talked about in the symposium that bugged the crap out of me mm-hmm. was, and I caught on to it right away, she's just to prove that she is a psychic. Yeah. She talks about, sir, right there in the third row, I know that you've got keys and you're feeling them right now. And here's what your key is, and here's your name. Right. But then she starts having thoughts of murder. Yeah. Can't pinpoint them for some reason. Just was unable to know where they were coming from. Listen, like, she explains this to the crowd, Sam. That she must have been in the says, non-edited version. Oh, by the way, I I got screwed with this, I think, because the version that Sam watched was what, an hour and 40? Hour 40. And that's the one that I had the link on the site. Well, the version I watched, which I already had the DVD, so instead of just watching it, you know, downloading it and watching it, I just watched it on the DVD, was two hours and six minutes. And let's just say right now that I think I would rather have watched the one hour and 40 minute ver- version. I'm, <laughs> I almost said 40 year old virgin, <laughs> but uh, 40 minute version, just because I think in the version I watched, there was, it was just a little bit. It was just a little too much. And I think it was, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you if I watched a director's cut or which director's cut I watched or which version I watched, but it just seemed to be a little bit too slow. Mm. However, I, I've i seen this a couple of times before, and I remember just being thinking it dominated. Mm. And I think it was because it didn't have all the extra you know, fluff in it. There was a lot of stuff in there that I really feel like could have been cut out there. However, I don't, and I don't know if this was in your version or the, just the version I watched, she said that, you know, I can't control this this power. I can't, you know, I just see things. And sometimes I see things clearer than other times. Mm. And, you know, I can't explain it. It's just how it works. It, I, this is just what it is. So do I get the kick in the balls for not paying attention? You don't get a kick in the balls okay, because thanks. you got the one hour and 40 minute version. Of All course, right. if you would have watched the version I watched, I would be uh, creaming them into the ground right now. <laughs> it, uh, I, she may have said that. She, she may, uh-huh. but I, I don't remember that. I just remember thinking, why can't she tell that? Right. 
but no, I I, uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the flow started started being good. There was some really weird imagery in there too, with like it kind of the music could go, and then they chill like uh-huh. weird dolls with like, right. There's a yarn doll with pins in it. Oh like, yeah, oh my gosh, that's just kind of weird stuff like that but then you get to glenda the good witch when i I was like what the the fuzz is this all of a sudden they show this girl she talks with her hands up here doing like little wavy things yeah this reporter i think her name was Jana or deanna or something like that. yeah she was obnoxious as hell glenda the good witch oh my gosh dude she came in she looked just like her too she kind of had reddish hair i know it was like what is going on and then what was up with the dude keep he kept referring to himself as a penis well, maybe he's proud of that. I mean, what would you rather be, an engineer or a penis? Yeah, I didn't. I dude, don't give yourself more credit than that. I mean, dude, he was a pianist. I, oh, all <laughs> yes. right, yes, right. No, I knew that. Yeah, I, I just thought it was funny because the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, what, <laughs> what? So, yeah, that's some good stuff. But then they arm wrestled. They did arm wrestle, which was which was interesting. He lost because he quote he thought that they cheated, but in all actuality, it's because he's a pianist. What was it? What was the girl's name that he arm wrestled again? Was it Gianna or Gianna? Gianna, Gia, really Gianna? That was her. I think so. Well, it yeah. was Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah, right, Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah. So she, they ended up arm wrestling, and she's like, because he calls her weaker sex. Yeah, she like, got all oh. bent. Uh, she can't say that kind of stuff anymore, and uh, <laughs> and so anyways. So they arm wrestle and he ends up losing, and then he just quits on her because he says she cheated. But. Yeah, what a puss. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, one other thing that I saw in there was that uh, she had a really nice shot with the knitting needle catching the bird. Oh, that yeah, that was great. That's pretty good in the dark. Like one that. of the yeah, one of the victims of this killer. What, would she throw it? No, she stabbed in midair or something. Yeah, well, she, she just was kind of stabbing out there. She had it to protect herself. And then I ended up skewering the bird. You know, as a murder mystery, was really good. I it was awesome. I thought it mystery. was. I thought the story was really, yep. really good, and yep. it just added because it was a giallo. It mm-hmm. was you know there were of course being a horror fan, there was all the the deaths and the, and the blood and guts that you know you would expect, especially from a Dario Argento. Yeah, and uh, I thought the story was good. Uh, in fact, this could have played without any of the any of the uh, over-the-top stuff. Yep. And been really good. Yep, I agree, because you just didn't know which way it was coming and going and, and things like that. I, I thought it was really good. A lot of the scenes, too, were, I think, I can't remember. I don't remember it being uh, this this way in the uh, the hour and 40-minute version, but a lot of the a lot of the scenes that I saw were a little bit eh, iffy. Yeah, well, we didn't really need that piece of information to find out. But I assumed they were taken out, and you know, in the theatrical release, which I am also assuming is the one that you watched. Mm. So I don't know. But uh, other than that, I, I can't really. There's not much bad I can say about this film. No, I can't say anything bad about it because, like you said, the storyline goes very well along, and they give you little pieces here and there. They're not, you know, I I really didn't know. I assumed it was one person the whole time. Yeah. And then they threw you and then throw you and then throw you again. It's like, whoa. Right. And for those if that haven't seen it, I mean, I don't I don't think we should spoil I'm not this one. Because no. this, yeah, you need to watch this. The characters were, were all fairly interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl was annoying, but she was interesting. Yeah, she was interesting. Uh, what else have you got for it? I've got a couple things that I learned. Cleaver deaths are just as violent as you'd imagine them. Holy maybe. crap, yes. Yeah, so... Whatever you think that is, it's yeah, it really is. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's such thing as a rape virgin toast. I had no idea. What? 
Yeah, that uh, uh, Carlo down on the street, he hears some screaming up in the room. He's like, well, let's, uh, you know, here's a toast to, to the rape virgin. Well, and I'm like, yeah, I thought that he was a, kind of a jackass yeah. for that. In fact, I'm glad I saved this because we ha- I haven't given out this award yet. For that one toast, for that one phrase, he gets the kick in the balls award. We need to get a sound effect that goes boing, 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 boing or something. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll see if I can find that. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? What? Is just cut that that you just did. And we're gonna boy, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that'll be great. Yeah, sweet. Just but, Yeah, that was a really incentive. Yeah, he was drunk. Are you he was drunk. Me? It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't you don't write that into a movie. Dario was just trying to you portray know, real life. Tell you, but, well, portray what kind of a douchebag this guy was. All right. He actually, it's a character in the movie, though. He he didn't. He he was okay. I mean, he he wasn't a douchebag the whole time. All right. Well, I have a six degrees, which is David Hemmings, mm-hmm. who played Marcus. Marcus, the main Marco. Guy. I don't know. Mar- uh, yeah, he looked a lot like. Marcus uh, Daly. Did he look a lot like Paul McCartney to you? Yes, he did. Okay, he was definitely a Beatle, but I can't go that route with Ringo and John. And well, only because he looks like it. Yeah. You can't go that way. Can't go that way. So he David Hemmings is in Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Okay. And he's Cassius in, in Gladiator. Okay. Um so Russell Crowe is in Body of Lies with Leonardo DiCaprio. Bodiophiles. Yeah. <laughs> Which just came out. Yeah. Uh and Leonardo DiCaprio was in Gangs of New York with Liam Neeson. Okay. Who was in Dark Man with Scott Spiegel. Oh, all right, okay. Who was in Toro 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 with Bruce Campbell. Wasn't Bruce Campbell in Dark Man? Probably, but I went Toro Toro Toro. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, sure, I'm say- sure he was in Dark Man because it was Sam Raimi. Yeah, I think he stuff. was in one of them. I don't I'm know if sure, he was in sure he was one or two. But anyway, way to go, good job, man. All right, so what do you give it? I'm gonna go ahead and give this a a buy. Oh, so close. I'm giving it to Bonesaw. Are you? I love this movie. I love this Dario Argento style with the goblins. Doing the, the the music track, I like this movie. A lot. I really liked the music a lot. I really liked it a lot. And you know what? <clears throat> if I were to watch the version that we watched and it, uh-huh. I would have given this a bone saw. So maybe I need to go back and watch it again with a better version. There were things that I know that I missed because it was too dark, right? And so I was too busy doing this number. I'm like, I know I just missed that, but I can't, right? You know, so uh, you know, I need to go back and look. So you you give it a buy pending. Yeah, by Penny. This is definitely an awesome show. Like you said, it's yeah. one that you've got to check out. The murder mystery is great. Um, I just, yeah, I, I need to see another copy of it. In fact, this show turned me on to a couple of other Giallo, you know, oh, really? by other Italian directors. You know, it's probably the first one I, I had seen at the time, and I've gone back and I've watched quite a few. And you know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not willing to say this is the best one ever put out, but I'm willing to say it is a bone saw. So awesome, man. Cool. So, we did it. We got through it. Public domain. That's cool stuff, man. That is good stuff. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Well, I will say a couple things. Uh, we'll go ahead and put in a death scene right here. We're going to go on.
All right, so if you were listening when Jay Emmett got on, uh, he was right. Nobody has d- uh, figured out episode 12's kill scene yet. And Sam is going to go ahead and give us another clue for, what was it, episode 8? Episode 10. 10, duh. Yeah, 10, not too far away. I'm going to go ahead and describe the movie because I think hopefully... Well, this somebody, one is a kick-ass hard movie. I'm going to feel really bad if I'm the only idiot that's seen this movie. All well, right, you made please. me watch it. Yeah, exactly. Especially for the uh, the naked chicks playing basketball scene. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You know, that's probably a good enough hint. <laughs> that is a good hint. However, there's a clown in it that uh, goes ahead and, and grants wishes, but you have to text it to a number, and then you have to text to two people, and then you get uh, your wish to come true. <laughs> So if you can figure it out with all the clues that I've given on the forums last week. Was this in the Cadaverlap library? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, one of those that I was real happy to check out of the library. Sounded interesting. It did. It sounded interesting. And then Uh from the title. And then it just didn't live up. So. (laughs) All right. So hopefully somebody gets it from that. Anyway, here's another call out to um, have everybody go up to the forums. Go to cadaverlab.com. Uh, when you're done surfing the front page or going to look at some trivia or whatnot, click on the forums link and uh, sign up. Or for those who already signed up, we appreciate it, and uh, we will be seeing you up there. Uh, we also want to have everybody, if they would, go up to iTunes and give us a review. You know, That way, the more reviews we get, the higher stars we get, the more visible we become. And we really appreciate it. And, of course, we love the feedback. The feedback this week was awesome. You know, we had everything from uh, emails that made me blush to uh, a voicemail from someone who knows a shitload more about uh, public domain than I do. So that's great. You know, that's awesome. Keep it going. Yep. And uh, the voicemail line is 206-339-2730. Again, 206-339-2730. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Great show today. Yeah, we had fun. All right. Did we talk about what we're doing next week? Oh, oh yeah. Let's let's mention that. Uh, we really wanted it. We kind of wanted to chill out for next week and have just a, a lighter topic. So what we're going to do is, and actually this is Corey from the Night Podcast, a suggestion from him, uh, movies that are so bad, they're good. And uh, we have a treat for, <laughs> I don't know if I want to just say it's a treat <laughs> for everyone. It's going to be a treat for Sam and I at oh, least. Yeah. We're going to be going over The Toxic Avenger. Head of the Family, and Night of the Demons. Have you seen any of those? I have not seen any of those. Oh, you are in for a treat. I'm I've excited. seen I've seen all three of those, and I cannot wait to watch them again. I'm excited. All right, so again, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you. Later.